0: you
1: you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. And who do we have in the studio here today? Hello, are you there?
2: Yes, I am here. And I I am pleased and honored to be here today on the diamond. Oh, there's talking going on in the hall. Because you know why? Because there's so much excitement here. It's the 75th anniversary of... Radsock. Remember the first time you heard the word Radsock? Uh, was it from e- John Turner?
1: Excuse me, who are you? And could you move tiny bit closer to the mic? I know oh, it's been geez. a long time, it sure but it's ha- a tiny bit closer to the mic. Who are you? And welcome to CITR. Thank you. And who are you? And what is happening?
2: My name is Leora Kornfeld, and you should say welcome back. I used to sit, well, on the other side of the glass between on and off between 1980 and 1985, doing some shows here. And I just I... thought
1: like it's been a long time. is more kind of like, not welcome back, but like you're always welcome welcome back is like you've left it's like you know hey the way i'm saying it is like i you feel know, like you're
2: backpedaling a little bit but i'll take it as a as a welcome
1: type of comment Babu, and you're here as part of citr 75 and leora you took us right back where to a song that i really didn't want to play there did i because it was over like the regular nardware to human serviette two minutes 30 seconds
2: You're shocked that all these songs I'm picking are four and five minutes long. I have no sense of how long these songs are. I just remember them as songs that were CITR hits, if you want to call it that, from... This would be from the early 80s. That was Rank and File featuring some members of the Dills. That must have been around 1982. A very, very big hit around this station. And right across the hall, the band played at, uh, oh, I popped a P there. Did you hear that? I guess I need one of those little
1: No, we love socks. it. Please wait, bring, wait, wait, it bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on.
2: The band played at Sub Ballroom. Bill Mullen, another uh, CITR old timer, he said that uh, when he went to see that show, that's one of the things that That turned him on to CITR, I think, because he was just like a half generation after me here. So it's the Kinman Brothers from the Dills. Haven't heard that song probably in 30 years. And it, it sounds great. It still sounds great. And actually, it sounds surprisingly commercial.
1: When you were doing your show, Liara, what year was it? And what was the music that was in the halls? Like, we heard some rank and File. What was the music that was in the halls? Okay, You the brought halls. out a whole bunch of music for me to here to play. Actually, you've dug from the CITR vaults here for stuff for me to play. And there is evidence of people from your era of DJing that have still been here at CITR. Like, you were looking on the walls, and there's chalk and stuff.
2: Yeah. Like, there's, there's some chalk up in the newsroom that says Joe's Place, written in chalk. And then it's X'd out Joe March was a, the news director here, again, starting around 1980 or so. On the Facebook um, group for the CITR alumni, he's a person that was kind of missing in action but it, uh, has been relocated. Chris Defoe, former music director here, uh, found Joe March apparently working in uh, marketing in Toronto. So that's uh, good to see that his name exists on the wall. He lives on in Toronto. Also on the wall in the hall, somebody wrote another brick in the wall with some kind of black marker. And I remember that from when I first walked in these halls in 1980, which was around the time that the, can I say Pink Floyd? can't really say Pink Floyd around here.
1: But we didn't play Pink Floyd. Can I say we? Can I say we? CITR? CITR didn't play Pink Floyd. You said it was more like turning japanese That was sort of the yeah. feeling you were getting. What but yes, somebody halls?
2: wrote another brick in the wall on a brick in the wall. It was, it was sort of a pre post type of
1: statement, I think. And it's been there for years. And people can celebrate the greatness of CITR this weekend, can't they, Leora? Diamond anniversary, 75 years. The station has a little bit of
2: osteoarthritis, a little bit of uh, dementia praecox. We wouldn't want it any... The other way and there's a whole weekend of activities I don't know, are they private or are they public? Well,
1: we know for sure the one event that's public is tomorrow night, Saturday, at the Chapel Arts in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. A whole bunch of bands playing, gang signs. Lisa Marr of Cub is doing a... Culture anger. Shock. Culture Shock, featuring a couple CITR alumni, including Gore Bedanik from the Gopher Three Years, who at one time had to move to England to make it big. No, they moved thinking, to Toronto. Well, I think they were thinking of moving either to England or Toronto. But yeah. you had to leave Vancouver. And thank you, Lior, for coming all the way from Boston. What are you doing now? You're a D- what happens to a DJ all these years later? Oh, Are you the example? Are you like, this is what happens your picture on a wall. What happens to a DJ all these years later?
2: Hmm. Well, I've had several lifetimes, but um, my, my current lifetime is really performing surveillance on the band Aerosmith. Uh, I do a lot of that in Boston. And I'm also involved in sort of corporate industrial espionage.
1: And also helping document bands that have been forgotten. For instance, the Delta... The Delta
2: 5 from Leeds, England, they were a, a favorite of John Peel's. And I shouldn't say they've been forgotten
1: because they've been reissued. They were reissued. They were reissued recently, which you heard on CITR, on CITR a little while back. So that's what I should say you were a DJ at CITR, but then you left CITR, but you've been here a few times over the years, and you've kept up to date. Like, you knew a record that was on the CITR playlist that me, a CITR DJ, didn't even know that it was on the CITR playlist. But that playlist. says more about you than it does about me, don't you think? Baboon, I know this shows like how people involved with CITR keep involved. Like, they keep listening. They were the DJs, but then they keep listening, keep tabs on what's going on. So you may be doing the Aerosmith thing still, but you're still keeping the spirit of the I'm, Delta V alive. Absolutely. CITR is a sickness you can't shake. Let's
2: hear some Delta V going back to, I don't know, nineteen eighty. Yeah, a little background on the
1: Delta V, if you could please, Lior Kornfeld.
2: Uh, band from Leeds, a favorite of John Peel's. Love the sound, the way they had this sort of syncopated, almost like nursery school. I could call it maybe um, proto Brit rap, nursery
1: rhyme, something. Let's just play it and let the music do the talking. And these are a the whole bunch of tunes that you've selected personally. Leora Kornfeld has personally selected to play on an Ardward Human Survey radio show. And you've also personally selected a guest from an interview coming up in a little while. We're going to be speaking to Dan Forer, right? That's right. how you pronounce his name, Dan Forer. Writer, director, producer of Sample This, a new feature-length documentary about the
2: incredible Bongo Band, which I know you know a whole bunch of Actually,
1: I don't. I'm going to learn a whole bunch about it. It was recorded in Vancouver, not like this tune though by the Delta 5 so coming up Dan Forer from Sample This Leroy Cornfield has brought a whole bunch of tunes in and here's the Delta 5 on CITR with guest DJ Me And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with guest DJ... Leora. Hi. Welcome back to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, Leora. I feel like I never left. And what did we just hear there? And again, what are we doing this weekend here at CITR?
2: We're celebrating uh, 75 years of Radsock Radio Society at UBC. You don't like calling it college radio. You like calling it campus radio. or Campus community radio. Campus and community, which nobody else calls it, but... Tell us about when you first heard the word radsock.
1: 1937. That's not when you first heard the word. 2012. It actually was related to 1937, 1987, because it was the 50th anniversary. They had the Great Trekker Award Dinner with my great friend and there, Senator, Senator Ray Perot. Ba boom. Yeah, he attended. So John Turner, Pierre Burton, a whole bunch of people were part of CITR. And that's where I first heard the name, Radsock. Because CITR started in 1937 as the Radio Society. And from my understanding, it was sort of like when it started out, they would get like an hour on CJOR or something like that. Some of the other radio stations would allow CITR to be on their radio station do like the campus report and you had some interesting sort of stuff that you actually researched about CITR like Pierre Burton and riots and stuff the role of CITR and the regular campus media Leora are you referring to that that like audio tour thing I did years
2: ago yes and I was here like sitting in this very chair yeah I, I dug up old archives of the 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 faculty club protest in 1968 where the quote hippies Went in and, and occupied. I guess they were the beginning of the Occupy movement. They occupied the faculty club. They thought it was some sort of bourgeois symbol. Uh, there's all sorts of interviews with Pierre Burton uh, being. They talked to him here in the 60s about his time here in the 1940s. And uh, didn't he talk about people getting thrown into like the lily pond and stuff like that? I think the I just NDR. remember him
1: saying that he had Neil Young on his knee at one time. That's what really excited me. It is fascinating, though, the people that have come to CITR over the years. And you were actually stumbling upon something that was quite interesting and quite amazing here.
2: Yes, there's a a Facebook group for the CITR alumni, and um, there's also stuff on the website at citr.ca, so you can follow along at home. Uh, A lot of people sending in notes, well wishes, things like that. I guess that's the 2012 version of Telegrams. This one reads, I was president of UBC Radio in 1960, 1961, and look forward to reliving the days. What illegal transmitter? Surely not. The press parties at the cave,
1: meeting Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald. And as current Cedar rapper would say, pause for a second here. That is pretty amazing. Like, who did they meet? Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald. And I think pa. that almost meets, that almost beats like Chris Cornell, doesn't it? That's for you to decide. And the
2: pep rally. I like saying pep rally in the Memorial Gym with the Mills Brothers. Weren't they some sort of like doo Quartet. I think they were. He said it never... I remember never, Mrs. Mills. I've got somebody else. It never occurred to me at that time, but Radsock UBC Radio is the same age as yours truly. So I guess we know that this gentleman whose name is Bill is 75 years old. He said, When I first walked into the South Brock basement in the fall of 1960, I ran into Roy Hennessy, and we spent most of the next three years in the studios. Brian Brann, Roy, and I became the three musketeers of UBC radio to the great detriment of our courses. Yeah, we all know what that we know what that's like.
1: I think you do too. Didn't you start here as an engineering student and that very rapidly changed? Well, what was really great is I pretty much barely made it through university, but after a few years of hanging around CITR, they gave me a job. So yes, CITR was my job. I was volunteer coordinator at CITR. So thank you so much, CITR. So yes, you do lose a bit on the grade department, but in the end you do win. You get fabulous friends and you get people returning like this weekend as part of CITR's 75th anniversary, citr.ca for more information. And if you want, you can dig in and find interesting little tidbits here like Leora has been saying about former members like Bill, former members like you. And no, it's not the donate time. We're not at the donate time, or are we? I guess you can't donate by coming to the big open gig tomorrow night at the Chapel Arts in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. If people go to the Chapel Arts, who might they bump into from CITR that maybe they have heard about over the years?
2: Oh, you mean uh, some of the, the famous alumni? I bet you the famous alumni won't show up. But there are famous alumni that have walked these halls and, and, and cut their teeth here in the early days. People have talked about, um, well, here it says like Cameron Bell. Cameron Bell BC, news, director. TV, news director. Yeah, I didn't
1: even know that. Wally Opal. That's pretty important.
2: Yeah, uh, Roy Hennessy.
1: A, an amazing collection of yeah. people and, that we never knew went through CITR radio.
2: And a man a man that if you Google the phrase chief economist of Madison Avenue, a guy named Brian Weezer, his name come, comes up. And was he not instrumental in getting CITR
1: online? Well, what's interesting is Brian had a friend that started 1-800-GOT-JUNK. That was him and his friend. They stri- And that was here at UBC. And he was doing a show. The guy who started 1-800-GOT-JUNK started at CITR. So capitalists, rejoice! He joined CITR. It's not a bunch of anarchists anymore. He can make a lot of money. Like of got junk. junk. But what's interesting about that is I always thought, well, Brian's friend was 1-800-GOT-JUNK. That's pretty cool that his friend did 1-800-GOT-JUNK. But little did I know what Brian did. This is pretty interesting, Leora. This interesting little recollection of people involved with CITR. A CITR person was one of the few people that what predicted something. In fact, he was the only person?
2: I would say it's it's fairly accurate to say he was the lone voice that cast doubt on Facebook as a public stock. Uh, Brian Weiser, they call him, some people call him the chief economist of Madison Avenue. He uh, has been working out of New York for many years, and he does a lot of advertising forecasting and stuff like that. But uh, he he tracks a lot of the tech stocks. He's often on uh, Bloomberg News, and uh, I refound him when I moved to the states because I saw an article about him in the New York Times, and I think I sent it to you because there was a little picture. And do you remember that? And I said, could this be the same guy? Because he was quite cleaned up and had a nice suit on. And you said, you broke it. Yes,
1: that's him. And, and it just shows that people, you get involved with C.I.T.R., you always get the revenge. Brian's good friend. Brian, the other Brian, got involved with 1-800-GOT-JUNK, got got super rich. Brian had the last name Weezer. To have the name Weezer and do a radio show in the 90s, that wasn't too cool. However, in the end, Brian gets his revenge by being the chief economist predicting Facebook's demise. And that's what's great about CITRs. Not only can they make money, not only can they lose money, they can still be punk all the way. He was the only guy that said Facebook is going to go down. And you too, Leora, you like killing too, don't you? Is that supposed to be a segue to the next song? Yes! Yeah, let's go
2: back to... I guess this is around 1984 or so. This is an
1: important song, isn't it? It's It's a bit long. Please give some background on this band here. Okay, and
2: then we're going to be... After that, are we going to have the bongo? Are we doing Uh, the bongo? Coming up
1: shortly, there will be an interview as well with... Dan Forer, who is the director of Sample This, a movie all about the incredible Bongo Band, and the Bongo Band did the song Apache, recorded in Vancouver, sampled by tons of people. So in other words, Vancouver is ground zero for hip-hop. He's coming up, but Three Teens Kill Four. Right, Three Teens Kill Four, uh, it's one of those
2: band names that you would only encounter at CITR, and it's one of those band names that would keep people off the commercial airwaves, and it did. And I remember uh, this was, again, Bill Mullen was just in here, and he mentioned when he started here, this was on a cart. You don't have carts anymore. They were these things that looked like 8-tracks that you would pop into machines, and you didn't have to queue up. They were self-queuing. Three Teens Kill 4, and they did this cover of uh, Chaka Khan and Rufus's Tell Me Something
1: Good. Here is Three Teens Kill 4, as selected by guest DJ Leora Kornfeld on CITR's anniversary... 75. Weekend!
0: weekend Mr. Riggins car came in. And the Secret Service walked in and kept saying, get out, get out, get out. And everybody was looking into what was going on. And he told us to get the hell out. And we saw his gun and everybody got up and started moving. Then by that time, when I got to the door, Mr. Riggins walked by and I was close enough I could have shook his hand. <laughs> go back. Uh, was this walking in? Was the president actually walking in under his own power? No, it was too, uh, there was two was on each side and the president was holding his right, he was holding his left chest up on his arm. But he was not carried in. He was not on a stretcher. No, it, he wasn't on a stretcher. Lynn Lopsinger, an official in the Reagan White House, confirmed a short time later that the president had indeed been shot. The president was shot once in the left chest. The bullet entered to the hospital, and the president jokingly told her, honey, I forgot to duck. You ain't got no kind of feeling inside. He was wheeled into surgery and he equipped to his doctors. What I've got will, sure up set your stuff on fire. Oh, yeah. Tell me something's something good, good. Tell, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me Tell me, tell me, me, tell me that you like it anticipate any problems It's always hard to be precise As doctors report that he has suffered damage to his brain Your problem is, you ain't been loved like you should.
1: And you're still listening to CITR radio. M102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwara to Human Serviette Radio Show with special guest DJ Leora Kornfeld. Leora Kornfeld. Welcome back to the Nardwara to Human Serviette Radio Show, part three. What did we just hear and what do we have coming up?
2: Uh, three Teens Kill 4 doing a song that if, if you listen to AM radio in the 70s, you might, no, not might, you would remember Tell Me Something Good. Uh, Chaka Khan and Rufus did that. And then she, you probably remember her Chaka Khan song from the 80s, I feel for you. Do you remember that
1: one? I think all I remember about that is that Canadian heavy metal legend Thor dated Chaka Khan. I had or no somebody idea. Like that. Okay, maybe not Chaka Khan. Maybe uh, one of those other kind of ladies that was like Chaka Khan. Frida Payne? No, wasn't Frida Payne coming up the re- uh it was it was um Zaza Gabor? No, somebody like that. Charo! maybe with Charo. Charo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get them confused. I get Chara confused with Chaka Khan. I had
2: no idea that Thor dated Charo, but that's a whole other thing. I'll have to fly in another time and we'll do that show. We'll that's an old jet. memory
1: from the past. Thor and Yulior have come in all the way from Boston to help celebrate CITR's 75th anniversary. More information at CITR.ca. There's going to be a big gig tomorrow night at the Chapel Arts in Vancouver. Lisa Marr from the band Cubs is going to be performing some songs. Channel 3 and 4. Gang signs culture shock carolyn mark and her best friends a great ensemble of people and all the benefit goes to citr as well right all the profits right, straight to your pocket all the profits that's a great thing about citr is you can say words wrong and you know why that's good to say words wrong because it'll inspire people to join we want people to join cit actually what prompted you, what you to get the citr leora
2: i think it was because i ran into some people uh during clubs day down in the is that called the what do you call that main hall of sub downstairs that we just walked through when we came in you know where they had the tables selling Necklaces and stuff during club's day there were people
1: down there spinning tunes, and I talked to them and it just it seemed like a fun thing to do and you headed up to CITR so this is some of the stuff we would have heard on your show way back when the rank and file the De- Delta sure. Five yeah. But you also took it to another level, didn't you? You claim to have invented, or mm. at least helped popularize, at least on CITR airwaves, the mashup. The and mash. You please explain. I'm going to take credit for this. Much like um, Grand
2: Wizard Theodore, who plays a role in the incredible Bongo Band documentary, which we'll be learning about, what, maybe five or ten minutes from now, he, uh, he invented the scratch. Do you, do you believe that he invented the scratch? I do believe he invented scratch, so we'll learn about that. I think I invented the mash because... One evening on my show, it was a Friday evening, I um, was playing Nina Hagen, and then I had this idea that I was going to throw some Halen over the Hagen and turn it into Van Hagen. And I think maybe it sounded a little something like this.
1: Leora Kornfeld. Guilty. What the hell was going on there? Can you please explain? Well, that
2: was a little something that I called Van Hagen. And I'm going to take credit right now for inventing the mashup in 1984 and I challenge anybody else who maybe has earlier evidence of a mashup to get in touch with us here at
1: CITR. What's the email address? 604 822 2487 ubc citr If you have any questions at all for Lior Kornfeld, ex-CITR DJ, also ex-CBC as well, right? Absolutely. And evidence of you and the CBC is available on YouTube, right? You and Radiohead? People want to hear about that. This is pretty Where's interesting. Radiohead? The Radiohead, there was a Radiohead fight, wasn't there? At the Railway Club. Well, some, but people threw
2: chairs at them, which really wasn't a nice thing to do. But w- let's let's remember the, the happier times. But yeah, there, there's some stuff on YouTube that keeps popping up. I guess people were um, had recorded stuff on cassette, and then they sat on it for 15 years and digitized it and threw it up
1: on YouTube. So right there, we heard Van Hagen. That was Van Hagen. And you were saying, we can now do Nina Hagar. Or is that for another time? Nina Hagar and Van Halen. That's a stroke of genius, and how about next time? We'll do that on the 100th anniversary of Radsock. Leo Kornfeldt, winding up here for the 75th anniversary of CITR Radio, where are they now? We've kind of mentioned a little bit about that, but how has the station changed at all from when you've walked into the station? Does it look exactly the same as it was? It looks um, largely the same. Uh, The entire building, the
2: sub-student union building, looks largely the same. And there's something about the color of the bricks on the walls here that is very specific to this building. Looking at those bricks on the walls takes me right back to the early 1980s and some very fond memories had a great time here at UBC, and uh, I, I see a lot of happy faces with the kids. I think the ki- are the kids all
1: right. They are, and you still listen to like End of the World News. You still listen every time you come into town, town. I
2: town, and there was is this name Andy. Andy doing the End of the World News, but of course you can listen to Campus Radio anywhere, uh, just online citr.ca. And we didn't get to the Bush Tetras. I know you want to say about the Bush Tetras
1: and move.
2: Well, I thought we should throw some CanCon in and um, a bit of a salute to Terry McBride, who was here at the station when I was. Mauve was the first band that he managed. And then that turned into, as we all know, the empire that Network Records became. And Sarah McLachlan, uh, he, he did a lot to guide her career. Fifty million albums she sold. So, and how many has Nickelback sold? About the same amount.
1: I think so about that maybe even a bit more
2: right so say what you want
1: but uh, can 50 million people be wrong I guess 50 million people can be wrong but there's great connections like I never thought that'd be connected to Nickelback but I am kind of indirectly because Tara who originally did sound for the band The Organ who later signed to Nickelback sub-label 604 604. slash Mint started at CITR she was out here at CITR doing the sound on live from Thunderbird Radio Hell and this weekend people can check out a whole bunch of great programming and DJ on air at CITR Radio more information at CITR.ca and you listeners come up to CITR check it out and if you're interested get involved and in 75 years from now you can be involved too you too can do
2: this you too can do this
1: and coming up right now going to play something by the incredible bongo band because we're going to be joined by Dan what can you say about Dan Dan's coming up right now here Leora
2: writer producer director of the uh, forthcoming film feature film called Sample This it's about the incredible story of the incredible bongo band it had its word World premiere at the Austin Film Festival in Austin, Texas, a couple of weeks ago, and we're going to learn about where we can actually see the movie ourselves soon. And uh, he's got an, an interesting tale of how he, uh, in his career, came to do this documentary.
1: Uh, are we going to hear some bongo band? We are going to hear me. a track called Sharp Nine that was recommended by Dan to play. Not the obvious Apache. That's the one everybody's heard. Right. But this one has been sampled too. We can find out more about the sampling on the to Human Serviette Radio Show. So thanks so much, Leora Cornfeld. Please stick around as we delve into Dan Forer and sample this from the incredible bongo band. Thanks so much again, Leora, and doo do doo loot doo do